Section 19 of Birds and All Nature, Volume 7, Number 3, March 1900. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Not a Sparrow Falleth, Granville Osborne. No traveler in Palestine, the land of sacred memories, will need an introduction to the sparrows. They are as tame, troublesome, vivacious, impertinent as their numerous progeny across the seas. They chirp and twitter, asserting their rights of possession in places where they are not welcome, industriously building their nests in every available nook and corner, and defending them fearlessly against every feathered encroacher. They stop up the stovepipes and water gutters with their rubbish, build nests in the windows and under the eaves of roofs, and have not the least reverence for any place or thing. You see them perching on the loftiest spires of the holy city, flitting in and out of minaret and tower, wherever an opening invites them to a place of security and shelter for rearing their young. They nest in great numbers in the bushes on the banks of the river Jordan, and band together in defending their nests against the rooks and crows that infest the cane brakes north of Lake Hula. They live on terms of great amity and friendliness with the beautiful wurwar or bee-eater, which burrows in the soft earth banks near the outgo of the Jordan from the Lake of Galilee. The nests of sparrow and wurwar are so numerous and easy to reach that one might easily gather a peck of their tiny eggs and unfledged nestlings with mother bird and all could they be of use but the mosaic law has a precept especially intended to protect the birds of the air in one portion of the inspired text he writes if a bird's nest chances to be before thee in the way in any tree or on the ground whether they be young ones or eggs and the dam sitting upon the young or upon the eggs thou shalt not molest the dam with the young that it may be well with thee and that thou mayest prolong thy days you will notice how clear is the precept by which we are forbidden to molest these nests we must not the biblical law says and to the obedient is the promised blessing of prosperity and long life the contrary calamities clearly implied to those who transgress in its meaning this precept includes all birds and was intended like many other prohibitory commands to cultivate sentiments of humanity and habits of gentleness and so it is that in bible lands the sparrow is more numerous and less liable to destruction than in our own streets fields and parks where every bird of this species is an object of contempt and often lured to its death with countless thousands of victims unsuspecting and easily taken like himself they flit over the field of the shepherds and build nests in the cave of the nativity they cover the fields of wild oats by thousands and chirp and twitter on the hillside where ruth went down to glean a colony will be found in every old tree on the mount of olives and even in the garden of gethsemane they nest in perfect security above the herds of black-robed attendants who are on terms of great familiarity with them the first reference to the sparrow in the bible is an allusion to this habit of the fearless bird in building its nest in the most sacred places it recalls the sad and pathetic period in david's life when he fled from jerusalem 
pursued by the army of his son absalom who sought his throne and life afar from jerusalem and the temple courts where he led the people in their devotions his heart longed for the peace and holy calm to be found only within their sacred enclosures and he says a day in the courts is better than a thousand my soul longeth for thy courts the sparrow hath found a nest for herself where she may lay her young even thine altars thus he the great king david wished for the rest and peace enjoyed by the humble birds which he had observed so often ministering to their young about the holy altar itself again when absalom falls in battle and word is brought to david in the sadness of his lament o absalom my son my son he compares himself to the tiny despised bird saying i watch and am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop he had no doubt often seen the sparrow when one had lost its mate sitting on the housetop alone and lamenting hour after hour its sad bereavement so again the sparrow is honored above its fellows and its affectionate devotion immortalized but a greater than david has drawn from the humblest one of the feathered tribe a lesson of trust which has touched tenderly in all ages since the heart of every seeker after truth not a sparrow falleth is a sentence that comes very close to the human heart not a sparrow falleth to the ground without your father not one of them is forgotten of him fear not therefore ye are of more value than many sparrows not a sparrow falleth how sweet the words and true without your father's notice who careth still for you o tiny bird so trustful teach me such trust as thine that so the wondrous lesson i may possess as mine End of section nineteen